The one and only Man's not hot Never hot What's up everybody? Welcome back to episode 11 of Off the Top. A big episode for us, our first guest, and our formal introductions because <laughs> we've never said our names. So I'm the voice on this side. I'm Julian. Uh, so I'm the voice on the other side and my government name is Jordan. <laughs> and today we have a, a very dear friend and or brother in this situation and he's our guest. Yeah, what's up everybody? Uh, my name's Aaron. Really happy to be here as a guest. Hopefully I show up a little more, but uh, we'll see. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so for all of you who were thinking about, oh, of related possibly, yeah, that's my brother who's our first guest. So it's going to be a good one. There's connection in the room. I see love in the air. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and before we get started, just to let you know, the social media that we are on is we're on Facebook and then our podcast is on iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, um, Cast, a ton of different platforms. So you can probably find us out there. And today we're going to talk about the value and the growth of social media. Oh, yeah. So I guess I'll start this one off um, because there's a whole lot of different directions that you can go with this, including where social media has been. But I think to keep it in scope, to keep it in scope here, oops, is to look at where social media has gone from and how big of an impact it is today now because that's where it's huge everybody and their mom uses social media facebook now at this point has more than two billion users and so it's getting to the point where it's a huge tool for everybody to talk to do like do business and other things like that um but then with all those big social advantages of social media there's obviously going to be some negatives that follow it right after. So that's the goal of this podcast, I guess. I'm going to talk about a few different ideas that are like bouncing around from there. Maybe we'll go off a little rabbit trail. So do you guys remember your first social media account or what platform it was? Because I'm going to say the first one I remember is going to be like MySpace. Yeah. Yeah, that was a big one. Where I was bumping some sweet tunes on my profile, had a little playlist, and posting bulletins and arguing for my top friends. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, all hell broke loose <laughs> when you saw that you weren't on with your friends' top friends and they were on yours. Yeah. Nothing was more important. And I think it's interesting to see now that I guess my parent, my mom and my parents weren't a huge fan of MySpace. It was kind of unknown, you know, bizarre. It was probably like 2000 and six when i was on myspace um and that's how i met aaron or aaron met me as we were at a basketball trial and he came up to me and was like hey you're on so-and-so's top friends list i know you from myspace and i was like a word like and that kind of just was an odd enough you know warm-up call to me to connect with aaron <laughs> yeah dude i honestly i was a weird kid i still am a weird person to this day but that shows you right there, even like subliminally, a lot of people already know each other from social media, whether they don't, they don't say it or not. Like when I go to a party, usually if I'm lurking enough, I've already have seen that person or somebody that comes through. But obviously it depends off of mutual friends and all that good stuff. But MySpace was the good days. For real, though. I love that. My name was MC Creamy on there. <laughs> like I said, I was a weird dude, man. <laughs> For all of you out there still in the space, go ahead and follow your boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I think that just, like, transitioned to when we were in middle school um, or beginning of high school, it kind of transitioned to 
Facebook, which originally started in 2004 as like a college network to connect with college students. So you had to have, you know, college.edu email. And then obviously it opened up. So that was 2004. And then mm-hmm. somewhere in 2006 or 2007, 2008, somewhere in that range kind of moved towards more of the public. And that's when I got introduced to Facebook. Yeah. Um, so with Facebook... Honestly, I love the way it connected everybody with old friends because I think that's why a lot of our parents got onto it back then was back then as in like 2010 mm-hmm. <laughs> was they're like, oh, I can just log on here say what high school I graduated from. And then all of a sudden I can connect with all these older people I got with. And so that's the great part of social media. But then there's this huge case that just came out about Facebook and um, one of the higher up executives on that team is saying, look, these social media machines, like as great as they are for people, it is incredibly addicting for people too. at the same time. I'm sure everyone knows that person that's always on their social media, on their phone, even at social gatherings or anything like that. Um, a lot of people receive a lot of their media and news from social media. Nothing wrong with that. But as we know, with one sided arguments, those can really I guess, expand and be glorified on social media. But then the worst part of it all is when you look at how notifications are specifically made to be dopamine triggers. And that's smart in like a software development aspect. But then when you think about, oh, shoot, these 12 year olds are going to have smartphones and they're going to be on these social media platforms. And so what I'm getting to here, Facebook's bomb. All of them are bomb and super helpful for us. But just like a little bit earlier, they, everything always has its negative side and things it carries, you know? Mm. So uh, just to talk a little bit more about the, you mentioned like dopamine triggers and, yeah. um, with notifications and interacting. So um, what it comes down to is in real life, if I was to have a conversation with somebody, it would be, uh, I would say something and uh, I would say, how about I say something about myself? And then they have to come back and either confirm, deny, or agree basically along those lines with that. And eventually, I mean, to be quite frank, if you know, everybody knows somebody who just talks about themselves and everybody knows how not fun it is to have a conversation with them. Although on social media, it's a little different in the fact that you're almost rewarded for talking about yourself and um, the stakes rise and get higher when you have a larger following. So, for instance, when you see <clears throat> that you have um, 500 people on Instagram and you post a picture of yourself and you get those likes, that's going to make a stronger trigger for you than if you had 30, for instance. So that's where it kind of stacks up and um, you have one of those dopamine releases and then you know, you want another one and that's how it starts. Yeah. And I think too, like, um, from the marketing side, a lot of those companies do a really good job of either like creating a specific sound or, you know, the vibration pattern that, you know, Mm -hmm. every time you turn, you don't have your notifications turned off and you have a profile that gets 30 likes spread out over time. Like you're going to get 30 different vibrations or over time you're building this habit of always checking your phone and always seeing these likes. So like, then you post a photo or a status and it's not vibrating much, and you, but you're still going to be checking your phone out of habit to see if it's there. And it's yeah, kind of creating a shorter attention span, um, as studies have shown from people, because they're always looking to see like, oh, what's happening now? What's happening now? And you can kind of see that, you know, being curated over time. There's obviously ways to 
uh, go around that. But you're definitely seeing like um, the new currency is grabbing people's attention and, you know, trying to be that person that gets someone's attention in the first, you know, five seconds. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So social media does a big change on how humans interact with each other, not only on that platform, like both you guys were saying, but also in real life, too. So we've kind of focused on, I guess, that beginning part, the negatives, including from the dopamine release of social media. But there are so many things. I think you just said it about the digital currency thing that because of social media, so many people have been opened up to an insane amount of opportunities. Business has hands down changed, you know, and so many other things following right after that have been adjusted. Because back in the day, let's be honest, whoever had the most money to put into TV ads probably would sell their product the most. And the thing is, is even if that product was crap, then someone's going to buy it in some rural town. They're going to be like, oh, this product's horrible, probably tell their neighbor, but then it doesn't go farther than that. But now with social media, a company that's doing bad things automatically gets snuffed out. And then also at the same time, a company that's doing good things can automatically go viral. And so you almost get this like positive feedback loop from social media where the good things surface to the top or at least the good things in the perspective of like the people on that social media and then the bad things get like shown to light or just like thrown under all the garbage that shows up on social media so it's like it's this big battle we have where we're like okay we're obviously dealing with something that's addictive for all of our children and youth coming into it including for ourselves but then we're obviously dealing with something that we're dependent. We need this to advance. Like, it's the new word of mouth. You don't have to mm-hmm. talk to people face-to-face anymore. I can hit up my homie that's across the world just by typing out a Facebook message. Yeah, you know? and I think it's that's something important you touched on there. I think there's basically in the 2012 survey, there's 7 billion people on the earth, 2 billion people on Facebook, 3 billion people in total use social media. And I think it's really important to understand, like, you touched on a networking aspect. So, like, as a young professional or whatever field it is, like, say you're into photography, like, there's a good chance if you want to find someone else who's interested in photography and there's no one around you who does it, you're going to find someone you can, you know, message or chat with or pick up tips and tricks from or, like, you know, go on a trip somewhere and find someone in that area and say, hey, what are some cool local spots if you're comfortable doing that? Um, There's just a huge amount of fish in the sea to connect with and that's where you get like linkedin which is turned into a huge platform for you know your resume or finding jobs or networking um and it's just another way social media kind of has put itself out there to make things a little bit more efficient and easier than trying to call a ton of people to try to get information oh yeah oh yeah and that, like networking with people is huge but if all of a sudden you realize your photography is out of this world you know before social media I really, I'm not a big photography guy, but I feel like your chance of making it big was a lot lower before you could have made an Instagram page and grow yourself from there. So it, it adds even jobs and employs people. And obviously I'm employing myself from social media. I guess this, this is my moment to add some credibility to what I'm saying and where all this knowledge is come, coming from. But I'm practically in the business of dealing dopamine. And when I say that is that I'm a social media marketer. I grow people's Instagram profiles. I do specifically targeted ads and a whole lot of other things. And that's why when I say this type of thing truly is addictive, I know because I'm selling a luxury service that when people see their engagement grow every single time, they're like, oh gosh, I'm so hyped for that. Like I get calls from them and I talk to my customers about this. 
So this is true firsthand experience on a lot of the things that we're talking about here. Yeah. And I think something else too is like the other platform I think people kind of forget about or forget to consider social media is like YouTube. And a lot of people use YouTube or like Facebook video. And I know like Jordan's gotten a lot of, you know, growth from YouTube, just learning his information on photography or, you know, studying for CFA or whatever it is. Uh, what do you find the most value in YouTube that you found? Oh, the most value that I found is um, just uh, you have the information that you have at the, your fingertips is is instantaneous. And, um, and it also helps because you get to broaden your perspective as well. And that's one thing that uh, I feel like sometimes is a double-edged sword with social media is that if you really want to, you can figure out and, and try to understand or attempt to understand people's perspectives, regardless if it's about how to properly, you know, uh, fillet a fish or um, changing the oil on somebody's car. I mean, in, in broad and wide, can you find and, um, like you guys said, reach out to different communities and almost assimilate with everybody in that circle really easily. Yeah, I think it's crazy just the amount. Now that you say, <clears throat> like, fillet a fish <clears throat> or changing the oil car, just the amount of, side note, the amount of wacky videos on YouTube that you kind of just, like, go through this tour and, like, oh, I'm going to see how to change my oil on a car. Oh, wow, that car got pimped out. Oh, wow, look, it's Charlie the Unicorn or something along the lines of that mm-hmm. or some viral video or you're getting rickrolled. Like, there's just so much information out there, whether good, funny, or bad, that you can really get lost in this rabbit hole of content, I guess. Oh, seriously. They make it so easy for you to be queued up for the next video. Like, like all I got to do is just sit here and content just is continually thrown at me. I'm down, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's unreal. And I think going back to what you touched on, Aaron, finding a job, in social media it doesn't have necessarily like you know your job doesn't have to be related to social media but there's a lot of people who you know post a youtube video on oh how to edit this photo in photoshop or how to do this in graphic design and someone will some graphic design company will see that or something and be like hey this kid's pretty good like maybe he can come work over here and do this so it kind of gives you that publicity of like a virtual resume of showing what you're you know you're doing um to boost yourself Seriously, super helpful. And that you saying resume <clears throat> brings me to think of a whole nother social media page. There's so many here, but LinkedIn, that is super, super helpful for relationships in the professional world. And it's like, dang, what, where would we be without social media at this point? You know, yeah. But, Net neutrality might uh, affect that a little bit. Well, the lack thereof. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's true. That means, guys, get out there and tell your Congress what you want them to do fight for net neutrality yeah net neutrality is huge i think another big thing with it is inform yourself about net neutrality figure out what's happening figure out what both sides have been doing because what i realized one big thing from looking at the bigger picture here is that one side's fighting pretty dirty and there's also a lot of science here that even though a lot of people have a certain idea of how things should go about that idea really isn't followed or the general public really isn't being listened to in my opinion here. And that that could be a telltale for other stuff in government, or you could take that as, oh, that's just net neutrality. Just like, as always, with any information on the internet, take it for what you want it to be. 
and then also look for sources to counter it or back it up even more. Like the our most recent episode, besides this, about net neutrality, <laughs> that was last week. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so do you guys think, obviously, I would consider ourselves the generation of social media. Like, I mean, when Facebook started in 2004, we were like 9, 10, or 11 in that range, and we've seen... MySpace come and go, we see Twitter, the rise of Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram, these huge acquisitions. Where do you see social media kind of developing to in the next five years? Yeah, so I think the main thing with social media right now is the massive conveniences brought to people. Um, I don't want to like throw hate or shade on the whole human race, but naturally we're all people that want to be lazy in that sense. So social media helps us, even if it's just Facebook quick logins or like talking to people, seeing content. So I think social media is going to go in a direction where it's like an add on or a part of so many more systems or connection. Like honestly, um, it, I think that we're going to get to a day where everything is connected, kind of like the Internet of Things type of situation. And social media is going to almost be like a part of an identity system, potentially. But that's really far down the line. And obviously, we know right now that social media is a business and it's about money. So these businesses are going to figure it out a way, just like why Facebook made their own advertising platform now to make more money. So it's really up to them and wherever that money lands. Um, I think when you talk about being connected to the Internet of Things, there's so many things now that are slowly becoming connected. Like you can buy... Uh, like a barbecue with built-in Wi-Fi that is going to give you an app, <clears throat> you know, an app on your phone to say like, hey, your burger is cooked or like its temperature is this. So it's like subconsciously you're getting all these things that are Wi-Fi connected for whatever reason. Maybe it's convenience or maybe it's because people want to put Wi-Fi in it. And so and so you're going to be able to connect your Facebook to that barbecue and like, hey, Judy, my burgers are ready <laughs> or something along those lines. I think yeah. um, now that I've seen it in person, I've been kind of doing some research on it and looking back. But um, Jordan just got a Google Home Mini. Mm-hmm. And I really think that voice in social used in social media is going to be huge in a few years just seeing the way jordan uses it and the way he connects with it that it's going to be huge to be able to just be like hey google it's not around i was kind of quiet there yeah. order me a pizza and it's like all right your pizza's on the way you don't have to do anything you know yeah definitely and uh, i think you're we're all right on the fact that um social media in the future and what it's i think its main focus is today is to make an all-encompassing and all-inclusive experience, um, whether it be Facebook now allowing people to send money back and forth between its users or um, having its own like Skype and video call service. Um, it's going, everything is coming together in the fact that the more inclusive things are, the more interconnected things are already. Um, it, it's going to be building up and almost crescendoing into one of those things where you're, you can get on to Facebook and, um, uh, not only just reach out and talk to people, you know, and your friends, but also, you know, sell whatever your, like whatever your business is, or even maybe learn video from videos and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's just building on top of each other, um, to try to hopefully, create this thing where it's a one-stop shop so you don't go to google to look up you know uh, a video or or like you know search for something it'll be like you go to facebook to search for something or you know you're gonna go to twitter 
to read an article about um, how cats are getting cuter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think something you touched on there too that I wasn't thinking about is like the set, like all these apps that you could send money on. Like obviously Chase, the bank, like has quick pay, but you have like Venmos or like you can send money on Snapchat through terms of social media. And I think Venmo, like when you send someone money, I've never personally used it. I've only seen it is that it makes a notification like, Hey, you know, Aaron sent Jordan $10 and it's like, this notification platform of you so-and-so sending money for who knows what reason, but it's just like, oh, wow, I wonder what he sent him $10 for or 100 bucks for or whatever it is. Seriously. I guess the, the main conclusion there is that social media is going in a lot of different directions, and there's a whole lot of different type of social medias, but they all want more of your time while you're on it. Mm-hmm. So they want to be able to do for more for you. Because I'm, I'm, like, I'm honestly surprised Facebook hasn't turned into or had a side of it where it's like a dating app too at the same time, you know? But I guess that kind of encompasses your question and saying the future for social media is really that they just want more time from us and they want to be integrated in more things. And it's just a matter of when, how, how much integration, you know, there's already so many um, privacy things that a lot of people feel like they're getting like, goodness, can't think of the word. I'll just say like, breached onto invasion of privacy yeah invade yeah there you go invasion of privacy and so we'll see where that goes um we'll see where people take the stand on if there's ever an end to how much privacy they give to them or if they're totally okay with giving them everything you know we'll see yeah i think there's this push between these social media companies that is like oh we're you know user friendly and people are becoming more and more comfortable and slowly you know, like, oh, it's okay, this, this, and that, yeah. I feel safe. And uh, eventually, I think there will be a huge, you know, privacy breach that you see it all the time in different companies or, like, um, hacking of data and whatnot. But at the same time, I think it's hard to f- fault the company when you're on Facebook and you're posting, you know, hey, I'm making cupcakes at my house at this address pinned to my map. Like, mm-hmm. there's a little mm-hmm. something there that's like, yeah, Companies shouldn't, you know, should try to keep that as safe as possible. But common sense says, like, I'm not going to give a bunch of people who are in the internet the access to my house. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty good point. And I, I guess the thing with social media, though, because we point out so many different sides of it. If you guys had, honestly, if you're a parent and you had a kid, what would, like, their social media consumption look like? Um, ooh, well, you, that's a really, like, when... You know, yeah. like what what phase of maturity are they? Right. How old are they? Because I mean, that definitely varies uh, mm-hmm. compared to you know somebody who's ten. He's using uh, social media compared to somebody who's seventeen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think the thing I would just I'd preach like specific vagueness. If that if I could describe that, it'd be yeah. like if you're gonna you know make a video, or you're gonna post. Like, yeah, feel free to post, but like. There's just be vague about things. You don't have to post like I like I said earlier, like I'm at my house or you don't have to like if you're making a video, show your show a put like people who don't want to be on camera on camera or like, you know, don't believe everything you read. Like for a while Facebook was going through this huge abundance of quote unquote fake news where their platform before they put in their ad platform was like anyone could pay them and put up a story. So whether it be like a Gawker or a TMZ or like, oh my gosh, you see these 17 tips to live till you're 90? Like anyone could put these, you know, stories that have no credibility to them on there. So it just kind of 
you know, being deliberate about what you're reading and understanding what you're reading. Yeah. Yeah. So I, it seems pretty dependable off your kid and kind of judging it from there, which is the smartest response because you don't want to have like a fixed set of rules for your kid when all humans are so different. You know, I think something that you made me think of too, is kind of the reason Jordan and I started this podcast, which we'll touch on in another episode. But like right now we're recording this at 21, 22, 23, that age range. And you can 20 years down the line, like I'm assuming the internet will be there unless something massive happens and, you know, shuts it down. But like, When I have kids, they'll be able to be like, oh, what were you doing? And like, I'll be like, oh, go check out my SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash off the top podcast. And they'll be able to type that in and go see, you know, what we're talking about and our issues. Or they'll be able to go to like, say I keep the, my Instagram up for that time. Like they'll be able to go to my Instagram and look at my virtual photo album and be like, wow, you were pretty lame in high school or something like that. Yeah. Or see how things, times change. Kind of like how, our parents have physical photos, but like ours will just be digital. You have Twitter that will showing like what our thoughts were and, you know, yeah. Am- Amazon purchase history or whatever it was. Like you have a great way to show your kids or your great grandkids or say the internet's still around for 300 years. Great, 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 great grandkids will be able to see like, oh, there's Uncle Josiah, you know, like whatever he's doing. <laughs> <Josiah>. <laughs> Yeah, dude, honestly, great point you bring up there because that's one thing social media does a great job of is kind of trying to force transparency onto people. But obviously you have fake people always trying to be fake at at least to that point. But I'm excited because like when we look at our parents and their past, it's like all we have is photos, stories and like a few other random items involved in that. But now it's like, shoot, I can give my kid a USB drive. All of my high school photos can be on there. They can know all about my college years. And then they can know about me grinding all the way through to my, like, 35 area. You know what I'm saying? But also, on the other hand, too, you can have people that are trying to, like, say they stunt or, like, have a lot of guap, whatever you want it to be. Or, you know, I feel like people just kind of have that mindset where they want to prove that they're more than they actually are. Because let's be honest, it's not easy to get where you want to be. It doesn't happen quickly and it takes grinding over a long time. Um, but on top of that, it's just like, that's a whole nother thing that I dig from social media. And including some people, I think this is why Trump is really big right now. Because that homie is all over his Twitter. You know, every single, like, I would say probably 80% of his tweets are controversial. And then those end up on some other social media platform, on some news source. And then you have so many people reading it. And even if only 50% of the people like his content, it's going to just go boom, you know. And then here he is now. Yeah, it's a lot easier nowadays to spread information. And, like, as much as people say, like, any publicity is good publicity to a certain extent. Um, like an example of Trump, like some of the stuff, you know, he says sparks a lot of reactions, retweets or replies or whatever it may be. And it spreads super quick. And, uh, in our household, we often talk about like, I would say he's one of the most relevant presidents I've had in my time, just cause like, I'm always hearing something about him, whether it be good or bad. Like I'm always hearing about him as past presidents, you know, you don't, you heard when they made their public announcements or, you know, did something of this good or mm-hmm. bad, but like, it's very easy to be on this platform and make your voice heard. And I think that's also one of the negatives is like, 
what you say can necessarily just be there all forever. Like there's always those scenarios of, you know, you getting your social media checked before the job, like you get hired for a job or like someone finding some dirt on you via this or someone finding your old deleted tweets. Um, all that stuff always comes to happen. <laughs> and like um, other platform I forgot we haven't mentioned is like Reddit. Reddit is huge. And that's, I think Reddit is the greatest online community there is. Yeah. I honestly, 100% agree with that, with the news, the vibes people have there, and then all the information that's handed back and forth. It's honestly very productive, too. Like, you have your comedy and your trolls there, but it's, like, pretty much a bunch of people who are in it for Reddit and looking for the success of it. Um, do you think a social media site for both of you guys, like Reddit, is going to grow, get shut down? What's the future looking like for something like that? I think something like Reddit, um, its timeline's kind of been out there already with sites like 4chan and um, mm-hmm. other community-based sites where you have a, a very, a varied amount of communities creating this uh, like parent community. Like it's already been out there, and so I don't think that um, uh, Reddit's going anywhere just because of how well it fosters. Um, cohesiveness in like any subset or group that you can think of. Yeah, I think Reddit will be there for a long time. Like, Reddit's one of those platforms that I can go on Facebook or Twitter and be like, hey, I need to build a gaming PC. Who can help me out? And it'll just be kind of crickets out there because the audience, but I can go to, you know, Reddit, an exact thread, and, you know, type type it out there and some people most likely i mean they do already have threads out there on how to build a gaming pc or a pc for this amount or what you might need or the problems you might occur or this is my guide or this is my video Mm -hmm. like once again the access of content as opposed to like facebook or twitter you might get someone who's like yeah dude just go to best buy and buy the newest one on the shelf like some kind of troll there you aren't going to get a whole (laughs) lot of helpful information i think that's the cool thing about reddit is the mixture of like finding people or you're in it to help others and like people are kind of you know more funny about it seriously though <clears throat> so much good information i'm literally bouncing right with that with how you say you search for information or ask questions there i've done a lot of legal advice on reddit even though i probably shouldn't have <laughs> and then also like stuff for like my verizon bill and shit yeah, yeah. excuse my french right <laughs> yeah, there that's all good. um but yeah i definitely think we did a good job of encompassing where social media is at and also where it potentially could be going. And there's so many little side rabbit holes that we could go off on, but mm. I don't know what we're doing. Do you, for, so what is your guys' favorite social media page that you follow or Reddit thread you visit or YouTube channel you subscribe to or whatever it is? Like, what's one that stands out to you guys? Shoot. There's, um, there's some users on Reddit that I think are hilarious. I like to see their content. There's some, you know, there's all these specific pages, but the one thing that I think I spend the most of my time on, um, is Instagrams and not just one page in particular, just Instagram search page, because not only is it kind of adjusted to what people around me are liking, but it, it really focuses on what you yourself is liking. And so it's a lot of content that I'm like the whole time I'm like, Oh dude, that's sick. How did Instagram know I'm about that? You know? But the other thing too is, is including from seeing um, like a bunch of different Instagram pages from all my clients is that I noticed a trend with Instagram search page. Um, and that lately right now, more than ever, I see way too many fitness girls 
Way too many the booties. Trend. Yeah, way too many yeah. booties on that search page. Yeah. But I, I, think <laughs> I thought it was uh, the search page was about what you're into. Dude, <laughs> yeah, and it's, that's what I said. Yeah, it's about what you're into, but then also in the beginning, it's about what other people were into. And the thing is, what makes me confused is that, okay, I totally understand if people around me are into that because, like, my girlfriend follows multiple of those fitness pages and likes their content. But the thing is, when you think of multiple clients that are across the world from each other and all of them have that similarity, you're like, maybe humans just love booties. Well, I think the thing, too, I think I read an article this morning or last night that Instagram changed its algorithm a little while ago. To First, it was chronological. Super easy. Simple. You posted a photo, you're at the top. Someone posted one after you, they were next. And then it turned into, like, Facebook bought it and then made it more profitable for use an advertiser in your target or audience network and ad network um that like you'd post a photo and it could go, no one could see it for like four days and then it would pop up just because it worked on who was most relevant at the time getting the most likes but they just introduced the feature where um almost like the find page like where you see what other people are liking instead of that being on its own tab they'll be in your feed so like what people are liking or photos they like like if it's relevant to you based on hashtags and other things it's going to be um in your feed which gives a lot of people more opportunity to be seen i suppose yeah it's gonna really create that if you have good content you're gonna have a high relevancy score and then in turn a lot more people are gonna engage with your content you get seen way more and then if you put up poop content then the return is going to happen. I kind of like the algorithm changes, but the one thing that a lot of the content creators don't like about it on Instagram is how unpredictable it is and how literally it seems like one day you could be doing good, getting like 20,000 impressions on your photos, and then the next day with some slight change that no one ever even heard about or talked about, your photos are now getting like 12,000 impressions. Mm -hmm. So that's the one part that's like, it sucks in a, like a content creator's form, but in a developer standpoint, it's very necessary to like adjust things without updating the community because you don't want hundred percent transparency there because then people will abuse it. Yeah. And I think, uh, kind of going back to like social media pages, I think the thing I like about social media is, the ability to help or embrace or, you know, you know, give your time to like your fr local friends or people creating content and seeing what they're doing, which is kind of really cool. Just like seeing someone who's passionate about X and Y, you could be like, Oh dude, nice video. Or like, Hey dude, you might want to fix your intro or this, this and that. Like it's just really cool to see that someone's really into something and you have the world to see what they're doing and like learn about them a little bit more, I guess I'd say. So I think that's cool. This fact of social media, just being able to connect or support, you know, friends or the story of finding long lost, you know, parents or whatever it is from <laughs> those networks. Mm -hmm. <coughs> yeah. I guess I have one last big shout out for social media, but I am very thankful for the MTV catfish show. And that is only thankful to the social media. So shout out to that. <laughs> why, are you, why are you thankful to Catfish? Dude, honestly, I never watch TV. But whenever I find myself somewhere else watching TV, I don't know how it ends up on MTV. But that Catfish shows right up on there. <laughs> and then along with that, sometimes I'll see like um, like on our mom's TV. Bro, she'll be watching like, what is it? Like Judge Jerry. Oh, um, <laughs> Judy. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, she's she's all about those ghetto fights, but you can you, there's a social media site for ghetto yeah. fights, you know? Yeah. Like you go to worldstarhiphop.com <laughs> if you want to see that. It's just I never thought we'd yeah. work a world star shout out yeah. into the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um 
<laughs> what were what were the YouTube clips where you were watching for a little with Chris Hansen? Oh yeah, his little Dateline. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's awesome. Just in our generation, like cord cutter generation, not having TV, like we could just go on. Like I would come back from work and I'd hear this this voice. Hey, what are you doing here? And I'd go over and you know he'd be watching some YouTube clips on greatest moments from To Catch a Predator or something like that. <laughs> or like what's hot right now with me is Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ramsay's awesome. Um, so final takeaways. What is one pro, your one pro and one con for social media from you guys? Go for it. Okay. So, um, the pro is very automatic for me and we've talked about it a lot, obviously here and that social media connects people and that allows them to talk about products, allows them to talk about views, ideas, like new, like new things, you know, it helps humans progress if they're focusing their communication on progressive things. But then also, my biggest con or negative about social media is that exact same thing in a sense of empowering people to have that big of a voice because then you you really have all types of quality. Sometimes you have really bad things on social media that honestly end to a whole lot more toxic than they do like of good if they didn't exist, you know? And so mm-hmm. that's that's my pro and con for social media is really just people and how they communicate. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's pretty spot on and really similar to what I was gonna say. Uh, if I could distill it um, to something that's short and sweet, it would be the great thing about social media is that you can share the ideas that you think and uh, receive other people's ideas that they share. But the bad thing about social media is that sometimes people uh, will believe, will always believe what they think. Yeah. I think for me with social media, I think it's just, yeah, sharing your opinion is great and Access to information and knowledge and how quickly it's shared is awesome. I think the con is it's really easy, as we touched on earlier, is it's really easy to see the results and think it's super easy. Like, or you get, you know, this popularity from stuff that's not necessarily, you know, common. And people see these results as like, oh, this guy has 12 million subscribers on, uh, you know, YouTube. Like, it's super easy. I'll do it. And then like, they're getting really mad or upset that they aren't reaching that goal. It's just like anything. If you see the results, like you have to understand the process to get there. And I think social media and a lot of times hides the process um, of how to get there. And that, I think that comes back to what I was talking about. The good is like you have access to knowledge to get to that process, but you really have to um, understand the process. And I think uh, that'll wrap it up for us. Once again, we are the fastest um, historians in this household. Uh, yeah, I got you guys there on this podcast of social media. Um, you can follow us. Uh, where can they follow you, Aaron? Oh, yeah. Um, first of all, thanks for having me on here, guys. Hopefully more happens. Maybe not. I could have sucked. Who knows? <laughs> but you can find me um, on Instagram. My name is Aaron Bromore, and it's AA. Ron, and then more has two O's. Um, but yes, I'm only going to plug Instagram. That's yeah. all I'm worried about. Um, and like you said, off the top podcast, Facebook, SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Google Play, this, this, and that. Drink your chocolate milk. We're out. See ya. The one and only. Man's not hot. Never hot. Skrrr. Skrrr. Skrrr.